What up, and welcome to Setting Stages with Eddie Mack. I'm your host, Eddie Macaranis, and this is a show where I've chosen to talk to people who pursued an unconventional path. Whether it's their career, their business, or their health, I learn about their experiences, their influences, and shortcomings with their successes, and I have them share how they set the stage for their successes so that you can learn and apply from these methods in your life. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. If you've been a loyal listener, thanks for coming back. If you like what you hear in this episode, do me a solid and screenshot this episode. Share it to your Instagram stories, tag me, and I'll be sure to give you a big fat shout out as a token of my appreciation for your support. Anyways, thanks so much for joining me. Let's get on with the show. So here we are, episode 16. Have you ever been really great at something or really passionate about something that you just can't stop doing that thing? You spend every free moment to yourself to do that thing, improve on that thing, and share that thing with other people so that they can enjoy it. What if you're so damn good at that thing that other creatives, other entrepreneurs, and even celebrities start to take notice? Well, that's the premise of our guest on today's show. RJ Vergara is a visual artist who's been doodling, sketching, and graph writing his entire life. He's been acknowledged by several top-tier names in entertainment, and his recognition has actually led his art to become published in a children's book. And he regularly creates cover art for album covers for hip-hop artists across the United States. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. And whether you're an artist or not, it's RJ's dedication to his craft. It's his hustle. It's his philosophy to serve others that really drives this episode home for anyone that's pursuing some form of greatness. I've never met RJ in person, but we've been vibing on Instagram for months, and I thought, damn, it's about time I reach out to him and ask if he's down to join me on setting stages. So I did, and here he is. You're in for a really dope conversation with RJ, y'all. And just a heads up, you're going to jump right in the middle of our conversation that I just hit record, started working on some levels, and we vibed out. You guys enjoy the show. Let's go. You're my first first, uh, podcast. That's cool. All right. I'm, I, yeah. I get the honor of interviewing Mr. RJ Vergara for the first time on the podcast. That's what's up. Uh, another Eddie Mac first. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, dude, are you, are you good to, get to start? I mean, I already started recording just while we were talking just now, just so that I can kind yeah. of get some levels adjusted. But if you're good to go, let's rock. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Um, you mentioned it's like the Philippines. Are you Filipino? Yes, I am Filipino. You are? All right. Which, uh, I had adobo for dinner, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I have an American wife, All right. a, a, a white Southern Belle wife that kills adobo and all the Filipino food. Does so, she really? Uh, yeah, don't tell Nanai. Uh, don't tell uh, Lola or anybody. <laughs> Damn. She cooks, she cooks better than... <laughs> Damn, that's cool. That's legit, dude. Yeah. How did she learn? How did she learn it? Yeah. Well, she, um, grandma, it was like right when we first got married, and she kind of knew how to cook. Yeah. Well, grandma just brought the ingredients over and she just taught her. And, uh, 
she took the notes. <laughs> Dude. And then she was able to kind of tweak it to make it uh, her own. She kind of found she she found that that southern swagger that that extra sauce, huh? Yes, the extra sauce. <laughs> that's cool. Damn, that's crazy, dude. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. How long did it take for her to get that down? <laughs> well, actually, uh, it took, well, let's say it's going to be 15 years this year. Uh, that's how long we've been married. So, okay. Um, so it's been it's been a while, but she's, I don't know, something happened after our first kid. I think she was like, well, i got to feed this, this family. And so she, I don't know, she kicked it in the gear. Dude. She was able to. Learn the craft. <laughs> do, do you cook? Do you cook yourself? No, no. That's not I knew how to cook until uh, I let her cook. <laughs> and then mine's garbage. Like, <laughs> I tried cooking like beef steak and it was like, tastes like just meat and soy sauce. <laughs> like you could put terrible. onions in there, you could add the garlic. It's not going to do anything. It's just soy sauce no. and, uh, and it was beef. It's just like salty meat. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I don't cook either. Yeah. Well, I mean, do I know how to? I can follow a recipe, but I can't. I can't grab whatever is in in my refrigerator pantry, whip it together, and know how to make it taste good. Like you know what I mean? I I just yeah, yeah. It's not me. I'll clean. It, I'll clean the house special, though. Yeah, that's like a special ability. Like yeah. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> special ability. It's it's, it's true. Yeah. It's like a it's like a superhero <clears throat> power or something. Dude, oh, so my wife, she cooks. She she kicks down. Her name is Angelica, but we call her G, right? Um, but she'll be the first person to admit that when we first, especially when we first got married. And by the way, dude, fifteen years. Congrats, that's huge. Thank you. Thank yeah, that's we're, awesome. We're, we're pretty proud of it. We brag about it. You should be, dude. Like, I mean, I mean, that's a whole other subject in itself. But marriage, you know, like that that whole forever doesn't really happen in America. So that's dope. Fifteen years. And and happy. And happy. There you go. <clears throat> so yeah. G, G will be the first to admit to you that she did not know how to cook um, when we first got married, especially. But she knew, like, once we were we started our family, same thing. Like, I think the motherly instincts kicked in. It's like I gotta feed my my offspring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not gonna feed themselves for real. For real. Like we can't order pizza every night, right? So exactly. yeah. But uh, so she. But now, man, like she actually, dude, she even auditioned for one of those cooking shows that you see on TV. Like that's that's the progress no she made over time. Yeah, um, you know, she didn't make the cut or whatever. But the fact that she was ambitious and confident enough to do it, that was pretty legit. And that's kind of like the, uh-huh. that's the course of evolution in her cooking that she's gone through. And so we call her Chef Boy RG. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's such a. I need to. Uh... I need to have to make a name for my wife. She, yeah. she said Susie Flowmaker. Susie? That, that was her oh, uh, that's G, a, G name. <laughs> that's a pretty cool handle, actually. I like that. Yes. So she, Susie Flowmaker. If she was an MC, and maybe she is, but if she's an MC, well, she's got to stick with it. That was actually one of our, uh, before like the whole art thing, we were just like, you know, just BSing around and just talking about what we can do. And she was like, what if we, because people remember rap songs. Yeah. What if we wrap the recipe, and then so people would just remember the wrap. Dog, that's dope. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't. It didn't take off. Yeah. Uh, it didn't quite <laughs> work out. And then the holsters, just in case we we're like dead broke. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. 
um dude so tell me more about you man um like tell me like your where are you from where are you born all of that like let's go back um okay so i was born in okinawa japan uh by two filipino uh, uh two filipino people right. uh, citizens and it was on a naval base in uh okinawa which is closed now they don't have the hospital anymore but um yeah, so that actually is an, another story uh, where I grew up not really a citizen of the United States. I was actually um, considered a student. And because my dad was in the United States Navy, um, he had to fill out the paperwork. And, well, first comes to shove, like, I was 18 when I found out that I was uh, no longer <laughs> like a citizen in either Philippines or Japan, or America. And so I was, uh, uh, I was that, uh, what is it called, illegal alien? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it, that's, a, that's a whole, a whole other different story, which is hilarious. But um, I am a citizen now, so don't, you know, don't call INS on me. I grew up in, I grew up as a military brat. My dad, like I said, he was in the Navy. I grew up all over California uh, okay. because he was with the Marines. And so uh, he actually, we pretty much all up and down the coast. I think we even lived in Washington for a couple of years. Um, so anywhere in California, mostly in San Diego. Okay. Um, San Diego, I actually graduated high school in Palm Springs, um, which is in 29 Palms, which is a desert. And uh, shout out to Tornhead Palms because oh. it's uh, it's a very quiet town, Dude. Like very low population. Yeah, yeah, it really so is. I, I've driven through there, and that place is there. Nowhere, it's nowhere. There, it's nowhere. dot com. <laughs> That's what, like exactly. nothing is there. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's yeah. a small community I mean, of people. Do. They film out there. I think they film movies out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you're going to do stuff like an action movie, you could blow stuff up out there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's actually, uh, that's actually where they actually uh, uh, um, train tanks. Uh, that's where they uh, blow stuff up out okay. there. They actually do that. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. So so, you, so 29 Palms. Yeah. I, grew, I uh, ended school in 29 Palms. Um, then I moved here to Memphis. And that's, here is where my uh, parents, uh, that's where my dad retired. Okay. Um, he got out of the Navy after 25 years-ish. And um, he, he, he ended his tour here and then went back to Utah. Well, I met my wife here. And so I was like, you guys go ahead. I'll stay here with my wife kind of oh. thing. So uh, that's, I ended up just staying here and um, fell in love with the East so that's legit. I, do, I do miss california don't, don't get me wrong i have a lot of friends and family in uh in california that I, i'm i'm waiting to to take my wife out there sometimes oh here so you you haven't been back since you moved out there um let's see it was like 2000 2003 <laughs> i think it was like 2003 or something i i visited and uh it was like my last kind of run in San Diego. Oh, okay. So, what part of San Diego were yeah. you living in when you were out here? Do what? What part of San Diego were you living in when you were out here? Oh, Oceanside. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Camp Pendleton is 
It's in Oceanside, uh, San Diego. Yeah. Uh, I've been actually down to Laguna Beach and uh, had family in Riverside. Um, and I still have some family in Vegas, uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, but I think that's that's basically uh, a good chunk of the, the area of San Diego, Oceanside. You're super familiar with um, the West Coast. And it, actually, you know, it's funny because that's how we... I mean, it's weird because we've never met before in person ever. At least, man, not that I can rec- recall. There's no way that I can recall. Yeah, not that I know. <laughs> but it, but but yeah. the weirdest thing is that like that's that's how. But how we met was because we actually have a lot of mutual uh, network, and we. I, that's how I ran into you through social media. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's wild, man. Like the, just the amount of people overlapping in your life and mine is just so weird to me. But I guess that just goes to show how small the world got with the internet. I mean, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a small world, but kind of big too. Yeah. You know, like it's the reach is uh, is phenomenal. Like I I never would have thought I would reach people in Atlanta or Nashville or California. You know, uh, so it's definitely it's really cool. It's very interesting. Uh, I'm still trying to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it is kind of fun though, isn't it? Like I mean, if you use it right, um, it, it's dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. I, I do appreciate the people that do reach out and kind of tell us. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure you get that a lot. Like, you get some people just saying, hey, hey I appreciate what you're doing, and I think this is cool. And that that's cool. Like, I never would have thought of you know, touching somebody out there. No doubt know? about it, man. Like you, and, and you may never ever see them f- like ever in your life. And yet you somehow made a difference or an impact or, you know, made yeah. m- your voice heard, was heard somewhere. And somehow that's cool. <clears throat> um, exactly. So I ran into you because, and, or how I came across your Instagram was, um, friends of mine, uh, Mari and Keone Madrid, they posted oh, up yeah. a picture of um of of some artwork by this you know by this guy and i was like oh and this was while they were on world of dance and everything and of course you know they had my full support and all that stuff and i was keeping an eye on um their feed and the show every so often i would watch and um when they posted that up i was like oh that's cool artwork and then started scrolling through and then i saw um i think how it all ended up happening is that i saw um, some names in the West Coast, aside from Keone and Mari, that just that, that you were shouting out or doing artwork for. I don't know if that was just out of love and, and just doing it because you were inspired or because like you knew them. But I was like, dude, this guy knows a lot of people. I do. That's really weird. <laughs> and so yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna hit this guy up, and I gave you a follow, and that, and then from there we just kind of developed this connection over months, right? Yeah. And I definitely noticed because uh, I was like. Uh, like, it's almost like the Asian community. It wasn't just Filipinos. Like, it was like, as soon as they posted it, like, I felt like so many of the, of a different world uh, almost reached out to me and said, like, oh, man, that's so great. That's cool. And I, I'll be honest, when Keone did, and, and Mari did that, or, yeah, when they posted that, I was fangirling just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of it. Uh, because I was like, I was just watching these guys and they just like reposted my stuff and it was like really a uh, pleasure and really awesome. It was really cool that they did that. That's dope. Um, the, uh, as you know, since we, we're talking about what you do now, uh, as far as your artwork is concerned, I, I don't think I can say that I'm familiar with like the genre of art that you do. Uh, I, I call it digital art, but can you give the audience an, an explanation of what your art 
uh, is and what it's made of? Actually, that's a, that was a tricky question because um, I just now really tapped into it. Um, I was actually battling with a lot of, because uh, I draw, I do draw on, on pencil and paper and pen and, you know, different mediums. And I've always challenged myself to use different mediums and different styles. And I actually, there was a good, let's say, there's a couple of months where I was like, you know, maybe this is not for me because everybody consistent and being uh, like, these, this person does graffiti or this person does um, cursive writing. You know, that's what they, that's what they, uh, that's their niche, you know. And I didn't really have one. I just have like an eclectic, different kind of different styles of different mediums. And so I was like, you know, maybe this is not it. But then, of course, this is why I got married to this woman. Uh, she told me, that's your thing. You, you do everything. So, you know, just like go all out on it. You know, do it. Go go show the world what you got kind of thing. And um, so I did. And with that, uh, it actually reached out to a lot of different people. And so I, I guess it's an eclectic kind of uh, style. Um, I, I could do, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the art and the craft that I was given. And so I just try to use that the best way I could to fit the needs for the people that I work there, work for and work with um, because they're all different. One person has uh, rock, you know, like a rock album and they want something like that, you know? So I tap into them, I have a conversation with them and then I get the feeling, you know, I get, I get to know what they, uh, what they're pursuing. That's cool. So I try to, I try to bring that to light. So that's, what, that's what I try to do. It's like a partnership, if anything. How do you, um, when, when you're when you're consulting with a client, or you know, when you're when you're collaborating with somebody, um, and and by the way, from what I see, I mean, you are not just doing. Obviously, the the Marian Keone was 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 awesome, and then I'm also seeing like album covers or just artwork for musical artists. When you're talking to yes. your clients and collaborating with them to work in partnership to create this visual for them, um, what? Like, how do you consult them, and, 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 like, what questions do you ask to kind of get an idea of what they want to accomplish? Yeah, so I'm going to give you my, my biggest secret. I actually have them talk to me, like, hey, give me a call real quick, and just to talk about, like, the details of how I break it down. That's my, actually, my big. I actually just want to talk to you about what you're doing and what you want to do. And that, that's actually how I kind of just... You know, tell me about yourself, and I, I usually try to find out what their goal is, uh, because if you don't have that, I can I can sense that. If if you're saying, well, just do whatever you want, it kind of it kind of puts me in a weird position because if I don't know what you're all about, then I'm just going to give you whatever I got, and then it's going to be a longer process. So, tell me what your goal is. Uh, what brought you into it? Pretty much, kind of like. Uh, I don't know, just like a little bit of a background. And with that, it kind of lets me the pursuit. So if you're if you're a family guy and uh, you're just trying to make things meet and you're just trying to make this music thing go off, um, if you have a album cover that says Struggle, I can kind of get the sense of it. It lets me have that perspective. It lets me know what you want and... Uh, yeah, so stuff like that um, kind of gets revealed. 
And then um, with that, I can kind of tap into what kind of stuff that they like. Um, they usually give me some references. Some of them pull up my old Instagram pictures and uh, they say something like this, you know, something I like this, I like this a lot. Or sometimes they get ambitious and they just want to do something completely different uh, than anybody else has done. So that's where I I like to I like to shine in those moments because it's a challenge. That's cool. So it sounds like you have a way of just kind of transforming a casual conversation, get a feel for a person's personality. And it sounds like whatever their ambition or goal is, you you know how to, I don't know, you must have a sixth sense of picking that up, that vibe from them and translating that into something visual, which is dope. There's no real formal, there's no formula really, you know, to, to you know, what colors do you want to use, things like that. Like that doesn't really happen, huh? Yeah, that actually comes later. Uh, to- most of the time, actually, a good ninety percent of the time, uh, the color palettes usually come in later, or the details. Those are like, uh, you know, uh, tweaks and peaks. I call them okay. uh, because they usually give you a rough draft and a sketch of kind of like what I'm thinking, and then they're like, "Yeah, uh, more of that." And then they, <laughs> and then we try to figure out what kind of color palette will match the whole vibe of the album. Um, actually, uh, also another re- another thing is um, some musical artists they don't want to give out the music because they're afraid of music leaks. And so I kind of also have to kind of know what direction they're going because if they don't give me the track, I don't really know what kind of vibe that they're going with. Mm. And I'm a musical person, you know, like, so I I definitely appreciate their musical gift of, you know, I consider it an art too. Um, but if I respect their you know, their privacy and their concerns. So I try to, that's why I try to use the personality uh, to go along with it. Um, but yeah, the color palettes and the, <clears throat> and the details, those can be refined. It's kind of like making a sculpture. You take out the big chunks and uh, you start to get into the details and you refine those details to make them really stand out a lot more. That was a really powerful analogy. <laughs> yeah. Or th- don't take my dad's words. He says, "You know how you sculpt a, you know how you sculpt a bird? Cut off the pieces that don't look like a bird." I was like, "Dad, I don't know what that means." <laughs> <laughs> you made your own version of that right now, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just made my own version. That's of that. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna jump around a little bit, and thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Um, you know, if there's any. Uh, artists that are listening to this podcast, I think that that really gives somebody else, if I was an artist, I'd appreciate the the approach that you have because it feels more natural. It's still true to you and still respects what the artist wants to accomplish. That's commissioning you to do it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. And you're not building, you're not really building it. It's not like a clientele. Yeah. You're actually building a relationship with these people. So, uh, these people, they won't come back just because your art, they actually come back because they appreciate the relationship. And me being best friends with my favorite artist, well, that's a break too. <laughs> I respect that very much. That's cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, yeah. Jumping around a little bit, I'm going to kind of take you back in time. Considering what it is that you do, what did art play in your childhood and, and upbringing? How, do, you know, how was it weaved into your, your history? I actually didn't. Um, I drew a lot. Like every, everywhere I went, I you know I got in trouble for drawing on the walls. Uh, yes, I did have some vandalism that probably 
you know, I deserve to get in trouble for. Um, and, you know, it just, it was always in my, it was in the thread of my life, but it wasn't really uh, something that I was working towards. It was just like a hobby. Uh, it was something that I was good at. And I mean, I, I kind of hustled it in, uh, in high school. Like in high school, I used to paint on backpacks. If anybody has any out there, you know, like that, that'd be pretty cool to see. <laughs> but Dang, I yeah. Yeah, I used to, like, uh, tag on uh, backpacks, draw cartoons on them. But I never, ever thought that that could be uh, a job. Because um, my my biggest dream was, like, trying to be a uh, an animator for Disney. Because it was this whole storytelling thing. And I always just thought, like, man, everything you do is, like, classic. And I just want to be part of that, you know. And I want to see kids wearing my character on their T-shirts and stuff like that so but it just seemed like such a far-fetched dream and it wasn't really until maybe within the last six years maybe um where it actually i i can i can do this i can actually uh use this as a an entrepreneurship and i'm trying to grow as a as an artist um and you and actually giving content to the uh to the community as well as building relationships. So it's it's almost like you have to know what your calling is and separate that from your dreams. Because dreams, dreams are like, it seems so unattainable, you know, or something like uh, some sort of fantasy. But your calling is like something what God's calling you to do. I just really, I, I'm hold to that like dearly, that, you know, God, God calls people to do something. And so... You have to be good stewards of what you, your craft is, and that could be. It definitely has to be something that will contribute to the community. I don't think. I don't think that we we do things just for just to put out in the air, and for you know for nobody to see. Art is supposed to be displayed. That's why we have galleries. That's why we have music. Um, it's to share. It's to community. It's for community. So um, it wasn't until like six years ago that I really. Uh, realized what what this whole art thing is all about. So that's really powerful. That it's it, it's something bigger than you. I um and it's funny because I I really take pride in you know public speaking is is my passion. I love doing it. And mm-hmm. then you talk about calling and purpose and and what what God calls you upon to use your gift you know for and. You know, I, I use this show as a way of hopefully like reaching out to somebody that could use that advice or that, that kick in the butt or, you know, the reality yeah. check of what it takes to really find their purpose and utilize their gifts, right? And yeah, absolutely. you seem to have found your voice through this. And I think, I, I, I think that's so cool that that seems to be a common thread in all of the people that I've ever interviewed on the show is that they're, they're after something that is already innately in them. It's, it's, it's already in their, in their, I don't know. It's, it, it's a natural talent, right? But yeah, yeah, they're, they're using it for something that's bigger than them, which I think is so cool that everybody that I've ever talked to on the show has that same feeling that it's bigger than them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, and I definitely see that in yours uh, because you're, you're almost talking out into the open. Uh, so you're casting a huge net, and whomever uh, kind of grabs onto that, uh, you know that they they grab onto it, but you know 
that's what they meant to do because they found some quality in, or some sort of uh, um, some sort of like quality that just attaches to them. So I I, I commend you for that because I'm definitely not that kind of <laughs> I'm not a public speaking. Well, I can't say that because uh, watch I'm I'm on a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not naturally like that, you know, like. Uh, so I definitely I commend you on your uh, on your journey with this uh, with you know speaking to others. Thank you, my dude. That means a lot. Um, you know, fo- uh, large following or not, I'm just extremely grateful for the people that have trust or confided in my message, and I think that that's really cool that something resonated with you. So I'm thankful for that too, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so when in, when it comes to what what you do for a living. You've got a day job, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen you um, in a lab coat. What do you do as your day job? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, my J-O-B. Yeah, that's yeah. my uh, seven to, to four job. All you right. know, that's, uh, that's the thing that provides for family. You know, that's, um, I actually am trying to, st- I'm s- pursuing um, a graphic design uh, jobs uh, that are actually paying full-time. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do, but at the moment you got to do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I'm working at the VA. I actually still work with, with the military, but these are, uh, veterans. Uh, so I work with the veterans inside the lab. Okay. Uh, I don't really get too much contact with the actual patient. Um, I'm all behind the scenes. So, okay. uh, it's a glamorous job. It's definitely not like, you know, it's not something that I, you know, it's something that I appreciate because, you know, it's definitely paying. It's definitely paying uh, the bills. Uh, and you know, my friends. I have we have close friends in the family that kind of hold us accountable, uh, and they're just really good friends. Um, but she, uh, the wife, had told me, you know, this is just a step. This is just a part in your story. You know, it's just one one of those chapters. You know, it's a season. It's not going to last forever. And if it lasts longer than you expect, it's just a longer chapter than you expect. So, uh, just go with the punches and uh, build, keep on building. Uh, I haven't put down my pen, though. I still work. (laughs) I get that. I still work on the art, yeah. Thank you for saying that, too. I think it's an important message to really put out there that, you know, some some seasons last longer than others, and, and, and you use the analogy that you learn from your... Uh, from your accountability uh, in the family, mm-hmm. which is a chapter, and yeah, sometimes it just takes a little bit longer, and you and that's where patience and and just trust in the process kind of comes into play, right? Um, you may not you might, you might just like what you do, not necessarily love it, but it does. Mm-hmm. You've got responsibilities. That's just the truth. And at exactly. the same time, you need to be fulfilled in other areas, and you're still pursuing that and not wasting away at you know just the job. You're you're actually actively doing that thing that you love and were purposed to put be put on this planet for. And that's, that's really commendable too. the, um, as far as the time that you spend on art. So, you know, you mentioned seven to four, so you're up at five easily at 5 AM, you know, do your thing, get to work, come home. And then like, what's so what's it like? Like, how do you allot your time towards the art and you know, the, the work that you put in otherwise? Yeah, so you definitely have to break it down for uh, for how many hours you actually have in the day. Um, definitely use your time wisely. If you, if you are doing this, if, it, if people are out there trying to be an entrepreneur and be an artist, um, balance it. You have to you have to calculate it and be realistic about it. Uh, I have what was it like four o'clock? I get home about five o'clock, and then from five to 
maybe 10 or sometimes 11, sometimes even 12. Um, I have those hours and somewhere you got to eat, somewhere you got to take a shower, you know, something, sometime you're going to have to cut out for things you just actually have to do. And then for the rest of that time, you total that up and you just attack it. You have to definitely, um, sometimes you have to say no. You know, there are some big projects that I would love to take on. Uh, there's some really, really big projects that I <laughs> I really wanted to say yes to, but because of my time and because of the people that I already committed to, you're going to have to say no. And Or, or hey, can you wait for another um, couple weeks? And you, just be transparent. Tell them about your situation. You know, uh, a lot of these people are surprised. That, oh, you're not a full-time artist. Um, so you just got to kind of carve out those times. Um, and at the same time, be prioritized with uh, the things that inspire you. Like my family, they're the ones that keep me going. So I can't just neglect them. So I have to um, have to inspire my inspirees. You know, like they they inspire me. So I have to keep them. Uh, we have like Nerf, Nerf gun wars that last about 15, 20 minutes. It's because I'm, re- I'm really good. Um, so, <laughs> so we... Uh, so we, you know, we pray, we, you know, and as soon as you sit down and get to art, you're already inspired because you had stuff with your kids. So um, things like that. Uh, just find the things that inspire you and carve out the times that you can uh, attack it. And when you attack it, attack it. Like totally just like be, be in it. Be in it to win it for real. I know it sounds cliche, but uh, definitely just, be in there knowing that you're going to finish this by this deadline. And so that way you can get to that job and say yes to it um, because there will be those opportunities. And most people are patient. That's cool. I'm hearing from you um, that you are very intentional with the time, um, and that's in all facets of your life. So, whether that's your, whether that is the job, you're, you know, you're fully vested in that in those eight nine hours that you're there, <clears throat> and at the same time. The moment you come home, um, it's your family, and you have to dedicate that. Of course, that's the number one priority. In fact, that's the that's why the jo the job exists. And then yes. you've also been. Uh, it sounds like you schedule, or you know what the what the project or commission might might require of you, and so you're very mm-hmm. calculated about when you spend that time. And um, that really tells me a lot about you spending time with me today, though, bro. <laughs> um, because you could be working on that, and yet here you are. You're sharing your 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 light with with the the audience, and that's dope. Um, no, that's absolutely, cool. absolutely. Um, in your journey, like like how long have you been doing this? I mean, I mean, I get it that it's you know part time, right? And but mm-hmm. but it it is a profession. You are you're literally getting paid for some of these, I assume, right? Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So these are paid commissions <laughs> that you're receiving for your work. Um, how long have you been have you been doing this? No, actually, let me let me scale that back for a second. How did you right. start? How did you start to gain a client or whatever? It actually. Um, so this is. I'm going to do a shameless plug because he's my friend as well as uh, a guy I work with, um, Belief uh, from Belief and Fatherhood. Um, he, he used to be a rapper. He's, he is actually in San Diego also. Yes, he is. Um, but Shout yeah, out belief. Yeah, he's a, yeah, there you go. Uh, he's he's the one actually that put me on there. Um, I was I, I was a fan, same thing kind of thing uh, with Keone. I was a fan, and I just uh, we were on vacation, and I drew a picture of him, uh, or actually his kids, and then he messaged me almost immediately and said, "Hey, 
and I I was still new to Instagram, and so I only had like ten posts or something like that. And he was like, uh, "I love your drawings. Uh, do you do kids books?" And so from there, we actually didn't start with a kids book uh, right away. He just was interested in my art, and so we just kind of talked. Same thing. I kind of had like a background, kind of talk about our testimony and pretty much like what our plans are in the future. Hmm. And so with that being said, he reposted my picture, and then that's when more and more people started following us. And he has a he has a big network himself, and so uh, anything that I did for him. Um, whether it be just like a clip in a, in a YouTube video or uh, he was putting out an album, so I did a couple of the promo things. Uh, he was not, uh, he wasn't selfish about it. He was definitely, he shined that light on me and uh, almost each time that just more and more people started coming. And then that's actually how it kind of started. Um, in all honesty, uh, I, I don't, don't take this. I don't. Everybody that's listening, don't don't assume that this is going to happen for everybody. But it, uh, I've only done it for maybe two, two or three years. So it, I've only been really active and actually getting paid by uh, clients and steady people. Uh, maybe two or three years. Two or three years. Uh, I've actually been intentional about it. So. That's a short stint of time. Um, a lot to learn, I guess, yeah. with with what time you've got, man. That's dope. I don't recommend it because uh, <laughs> it, it was like, oh, it was overwhelming because I didn't, uh, I didn't have time to like really just like fangirl uh, because some of my favorite artists were reaching out to me and it's like, oh man, I was just, like, I have like all your albums. Like, <laughs> I don't have time to like to fangirl, but it's like okay. Uh, yeah, what can I do for you? Kind of yeah, you got to hold your composure, keep the poker face, keep it cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be cool. You know, don't, don't act like a girl. Just, just chill. Just, just be cool, be cool. Yeah, yeah. But, but explode inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you give them all you got, you know. Yeah. Like, if you get a chance, you, you give them, you know, you pull out something that you've never pulled out. You know, like, Hell yeah, man. You, yeah. You definitely like, uh, like, yeah, there's plenty of, that story is where I, I I took it upon myself to put like a crazy amount of hours <laughs> on just one project. So yeah, but yeah. dang. Um, I had, I had something that, that was lined up in my mind. I should have typed it out while you were talking because it sparked a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, but it, I'm sure it'll come back. And any yeah. anyway, um, so. so you started building this momentum because you know belief shared your your photo, and then now now your artwork is kind of on a you know on a larger scale through the network. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, did you start reaching out to others, or were people now reaching out to you? Um, actually, let's see, kind of both. Okay. Um, there are some people that I kind of wanted to. <laughs> So, like I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been in that uh, in that area, and so I would reach out that way. Um, but for the people that um, were already in that community, uh, they were actually reaching out to me. And so, even if it was just like, a, "Hey, man, yeah, cool work. Would love to do work with you sometime." You know, it's, it's not nothing in the, you know, nothing in the works uh, just yet. Um, but they recognize it, and I, 
I, I definitely appreciate that because that just shows like, hey, um, I'm not just a fan. Like I'm, I'm willing to, you know, stick it out and maybe work on, you know, collab with, uh, with you on something. And so, uh, and then in that case, I usually like, hey, you said you want to work out. What's up? What's up? Like, what you want to do? You know. Hmm. And so, uh, so it's kind of like a. Uh, it's almost like if somebody left a voicemail, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that was a very nice uh, voicemail. Let me let me see if uh, they want to do something," you know. And so, um, but for the majority of the time, um, a lot of them actually have reached out to me, um, which is I don't know. It says a lot. It says yeah, it a does. lot to me because uh, there is a little bit of insecurity that I'm sure most artists can actually say that. Um, you know, like say that their art's not up to par as what they would like to it for it to be. And so they're very, uh, I guess, it's very, it's very snobbish. <laughs> they're very like, oh, no, my art's not that good. But, I mean, come on. Come on, you have, you have like, thousands of followers, you know, like, come on, you can't say that. Yeah. Um, you have to have some sort of, you know, humbleness. Uh, that's fine. But, uh, but yeah, so you just kind of... Um, you appreciate that, you know, even if they're just lending out a hand or just saying uh, that they want to be part of whatever you're doing. Uh, but them reaching out to you says a lot about who that person is and, and how much they appreciate your art. So it kind of affirms you and uh, what you're doing. Yeah, that's a, and as an artist, man, especially when you don't have a gallery or, you know, when you have... Um, when you don't have a, a large following, as many people kind of try to give, I don't know, That's it's weird how people will grade themselves based on a following and stuff. Um, but, you know, those those accolades don't really give enough to some people when they don't have the following, right? And yet, yeah. when, when people are reaching out to you and, and reaffirming that your work is, in fact, good... You can't help but feel good about yourself and and know that you're you know going down the right path or that the that that you're doing something right for other people you know yeah especially with the if it's a, if it's another artist or somebody that's um, artsy like you yeah um, that's a lot because uh, yeah you just kind of get that um, community you know you have like a uh, somebody that actually recognizes uh, quality inside of yours uh, your craft that's cool. You mentioned earlier yeah. about your aspirations. You know, when you were younger, you wanted to uh, maybe draw or animate uh, for Disney. Um, so obviously, that was an influence in your work and inspired you. It's like, like who else is an inspiration in terms of artists? Are um, yeah, who who are some other artists that have kind of in, impacted your work? Yeah, so I actually um, because that was like such a dream. I I had to really dissect that and really say. Why, why, why Disney? Like, mm. why is that the end all kind of like goal? Mm. Um, but it's because they're, they're classic and they're story, uh, storytellers. And actually, uh, that's actually my, one of my goals is to be an author illustrator. Um, hopefully children's books and, uh, and hopefully team up with my wife because she's also, um, an aspiring writer. And so, uh, with that being said, a lot of my inspirations are, you know, like, um, influencers uh, or even people that are um, not really artists like drawing artists mm -hmm. or um, but like Mr. Rogers Mr. Rogers has always been like a, a inspiration to me uh, mainly just recently I grew up with another kid but you know I, I just thought 
how is he how is he reaching out to these kids and how is he because uh, I mean kids nowadays are better looking at Mr. Rogers so like man this guy is boring yeah but back in the day that was man, the jam was, bro yeah reading rainbow the, all of that stuff yeah he was just feeding this fish and you were watching every second of it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, but it it had a lot of quality uh, he had a lot of qualities that I I have you know, are attracted to as well as um, Dr. Seuss. Um, Dr. Seuss was so innovative. Uh, he was able to remain consistent, but also very different um, with with the um, writers at that time, as well as even now. Mm. Like, he's able to surpass time over these years, uh, long after he's, he's, you know, passed. And so, um, Shel Silverstein was also, he... Oh, man, I you know what? Realize I'm sorry to in- interrupt, but when you said his name just now, I was thinking to myself, how would I answer that question if it was asked of me? And Shel Silverstein did come up in my mind as you were talking. Oh, really? So I think that's why I got, I got taken back for a second. I literally have hair standing on my on my arm right now because you said his name. Okay, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead, RJ. This is your podcast. I forgot. I forgot. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I... <clears throat> I, he that that just shows like how much uh, he's actually a type that a lot of people uh, because he was very artistic, uh, very uh, creative with poetry. You know, like um, he was my he was my poet. He was like uh, somebody I called my own uh, because I read his books and I had all his books. Um, even to this day, like I'm trying to get my kids to memorize some of those poems because they're so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. But he, I didn't know that he drew those pictures. Uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Like, when I found that out later, I was like blown away. I was like, man, this guy can draw and he can, you know, he can write these amazing poems. And so uh, the whole storytelling uh, theme, anybody that's a good storyteller, um, I I use those as influences uh, and just people that help me uh, be inspired. Mitch, Mitch Album, he's a he's a he's an author. Yeah, I, mean, I know Mitch two, Album. Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, Tuesdays yeah. with Maury. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't actually really read any of his books, but his, uh, I mainly listened to him, and also my wife is a big fan of his, and she, I vicariously lived through her reading. Okay, <laughs> and she told me all about the story. So, um, but I've actually, uh, I appreciate somebody that could actually transcend those, uh, um, the typical cookie cutter kind of writer, uh, writing and artist artistry. Yeah. I think that that writing is so dope. Actually, like, kind of, that's kind of my first love is 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 writing. Um, I used, I was writing poetry, you know, some time ago, and like those those names that you that that you mentioned are all so you're you're so right. Like they're so well known, but there's like there's 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 this deeper understanding that. Um, some artists kind of see in those people, like Shel Silverstein. Okay, this is crazy, dog. Like. My microphone is literally sitting on a an external hard drive so that it's closer to my mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And below the external hard, hard hard drive is Shel Silverstein's "Where the Sidewalk Ends." <laughs> that's no joke, man. So that's why, like, I mean, yes. So that resonated yeah, with me very powerfully. The silver. The silver. Yeah, this is the silver. The thirtieth anniversary, bro. <clears throat> that's awesome. 
Yeah, and my absolute favorite poem in that book is The Mustn'ts. I, I mean, that thing goes down yeah. in history for me, and it's the same message that I want to relate, relay to my children. And yeah, wow, damn, man, cool. that, that really hits home for me, for sure. Um, Mitch Album, um, it's so simple, his story with uh, Tuesdays with Maury, man. And, uh, yeah. But the way that he like creates the visual and the, and the emotion, like, like he paints a picture of his emotion in that. And I think, exactly. dang, the English language is so complex that you can say so many <clears throat> things in different, or the same thing in so many different ways. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. So, um, I think that your art, I can see those influences that you mentioned. Um, <laughs> I really, I really can. Like, like when you said them, I started thinking about what I've seen your work and I'm, in your work. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Disney for sure. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I'm <coughs> intentional about that. I'm actually intentional with trying to have double meanings, triple meanings, triple, triple entendres. Kind of, uh, I was like, hey, writers could do it. I can do it in my pictures, Damn. and so I, I try to be intentional with that. Well, it's working, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's cool, man. Um, I'm glad I asked that question, and I'm glad that your response was was that deep. Like that's that that hits home for me, and that's that's dope. Cool. That's cool, man. I, I, I definitely uh, I could sense that. Um, like you, you're definitely a deeper thinker, especially at, at the the mus- <laughs> <as a> mushrooms. <laughs> so oh man, that's that's <laughs> that one goes down in history for me for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um. I would, there's a lot of good things that that you've experienced. I mean, in a short short period of time, three years or so that you've been, you know, getting paid for your for your work. Did you know that you this was a path that you were going to go down? I mean, I, I know you got a little bit of a nudge from from wifey, right? So, yeah. Did you know this the well, whole not, time? Not, or? No, not, not <clears throat> specifically in the music. Hmm. Uh, I I never thought I never thought that would be uh, the direction. Um, I always thought like I just knew that I was gonna you know, get out of the Navy and then try to go into this art thing uh, for a second. And then I would try to uh, pursue that whole author illustrator thing. And it actually took a different turn. It was like all these musical guys that, um, that were really talented, uh, very, very talented, reached out to me. And of course, it's almost like they knew that I was a, a hip hop head, you know, <laughs> they knew that, they knew that, what I like to do, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's actually, they reached out to me on, on that end. Uh, and I actually, I, I took it. I definitely took it. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'll do it. That's perfect. Yeah. So you were already into the genre, right? So <clears throat> the fact yeah, that yeah. these uh, same actually, ones. Yeah. I was definitely into hip hop for sure. Yeah. Coming from, Oceanside myself there's a big hip hop community out there so you when you were living there did you would you say that that influenced your interest in that genre in California yeah when you were in California absolutely yeah absolutely I grew up uh, with um, with all the California uh, hit makers you know like yeah. everything from Tupac to NWA to even DJ Quick and um, I'm trying to think of all the other uh folks that my my friends would influence me and because i didn't know anything i didn't really know who lbc was or what lbc was um, i was like who's that who's that and i said who is where it's long beach <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so i was like i don't yeah like i had to do a lot of homework uh-huh. uh, <laughs> just to find out what these guys are talking about but i didn't know that they were all from california 
Uh-huh. So now that now that it's been years and years of uh, listening to uh, hip hop and not, not just hip hop R and B and uh, even I'm I would like to say I'm pretty well rounded musically. Sure. Um, actually, my favorite bands are not are not hip hop. Uh, a lot of them are jazz and uh, blues and folk. Uh, so hip hop is just something I get. I I, I understand it. I definitely. Um, I'll never go away from it. I'm sure it's just it's just embedded into it because uh, because of their the way they I don't know the way they word stuff the word the wordsmiths and so I'd like to do that with my art I guess uh, to be a wordsmith or a picture smith I don't know that's but um but yeah so California definitely influenced that um, definitely here in Memphis the South. You know, you have the South, the Southern, uh, Southern hip hop, yeah. and also Atlanta with, you know, a little bit more of the, they have their own taste and flavors, um, down to Florida, to Miami, shout out to Miami, yeah. <laughs> they all, they all have like different, um, genres and different types of styles. So I was able to explore those. That's really cool. The, um, yeah. The influences that you've had, like our uh, uh, vi- visual artists, um, it sounds like obviously um, hip hop has played a role in that. Um, and then with the with the time that you've been spending actually gaining commission from your work, have you whether that's that's it within the last three years or or any time prior to that, is there anything that you ran into that was just like an extreme struggle for you or or a, a huge setback? Um, that maybe deterred you from what you're doing, or I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'll leave it up to you. Has there been an experience where you just like were in the pits? There's not really an experience uh, per se. Um, there are seasons where I start to doubt uh, if this is even uh, what I should be doing. Hmm. Um, I do. I uh, believe had actually asked me, or Glenn, um, he had asked me uh, what. What do you want to do with this? I know, I know that you don't want to do music albums forever, and so that challenged me because I never really considered that. You know, I, I didn't think about that. I didn't think that far out. Um, and he knows that he just almost like see, saw right through me and knew that um, I had bigger aspirations. And so, and then he, of course, he challenges me uh, to to do that, uh, to change that to change that narrative um, and be intentional about it. So I, I would say that was a little bit of a, not a struggle, but mainly like a, it was like a growing pain uh, because I'm so used to it. It's so easy to to uh, put something out there and be like, hey, I'm up for hire and somebody will call, you know, mm-hmm. and it might not be something that you want to do. So if you really want to do it, you have to have that growing pains to kind of grow from that, you know. It's a, it's a goal. Um, and if you really are passionate about it, you're going to do whatever it takes. So I definitely, uh, I don't know, I give that advice to somebody else. Um, just to, yeah, you have growing pains. It's a season. It's not going to last forever. And so, uh, you know, just go for it. But, uh, work as hard as you can for that, uh, for that goal. Um, I do know for one of the struggles is uh, that I still do have, um, is actually people trying to get away with art um, for free or for dirt cheap. <laughs> that's 
daily struggle. You know, like that's uh, something that I just want to reach to the DMs or uh, some of these people. They they need like an etiquette. Maybe I, I might do like a video or something, or maybe you should do it, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> you probably should tell, tell these folks like um, shortchanging artists. That's that's not cool. Like uh, somebody putting out or asking me to do a, a commission, some sort of commission project, and it takes weeks and weeks and weeks and hours and hours and hours. And they just give me that one asking price without, you know, like I tell them there's some interests that are involved. And they're like, no, I'm not going to pay that. And that's a struggle. That's, that's, that's something that you definitely have to uh, experience and learn it and uh, be be forward and let them know that's not cool you know like yeah. you're an artist too I you hate for me if I use your art um, your music in one of my videos or something and not pay you for it you know for sure uh, yeah it's, it's, that's definitely a struggle that's definitely a, a tough thing to avoid yeah and and it's it's tough to consider too i mean because that that's the business side of this right and mm-hmm. you have to have that that fortitude of like standing your ground for the time the, the amount of time that you invest in putting in this work um yeah. and, and you put it very well like like to be to be using someone else's visuals on on your work and not give the credible amount of whether that's compensation and pay, um, or, or the, mm-hmm. or the, or the correct credit, you know what I mean? Um, yes, that absolutely. is, that is absolutely right. And, you know, in fact, um, I'm going to actually have to shout out another hip hop head because the, the producer, um, that does the intro and outro, um, for setting stages with Eddie Mac, this podcast, um, the opening, uh, like introduction that I do, the monologues, Mm-hmm. Um, that background music is by Ryan Little. So he's out in North Carolina. I got to give you a, a, a verbal shout out, hey. Ryan. So Ryan Little. Ryan keep... Little, man. Yeah. You know what's up? Yeah. Well, I, I know North Carolina. Okay. I want to retire in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um, that's cool. maybe that's I can cool. connect you guys too. Because he, he, I, I noticed Absolutely. that in his posts too, like he'll, he'll use something visual and then, um, you know, uh, not voiceover, but I guess his music will be in the as the overlay of the of the post that he does. So maybe I don't know. You can do something like that and collab with him. Um, but so yeah, shout out to Ryan Little. I'll let him know. I'll let him know for sure. Um, so dang. So you okay? Belief was a bit was a big deal. That obviously opened up a lot of doors for you. Um, the post by Keone and Mari that um that kind of puts you a little bit more of a, of a nudge in your artwork being exposed, right? What else, like? Yeah. What else? What's another big like name that has kind of made a difference? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, uh, like, 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 go ahead and 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 brush your shoulder off. You got dust on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a couple, you know, kind of big names. Um, big, big shout out to uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he posted both of my pictures that I drew from. Uh, I actually I drew a Killmonger. Like I just drew it, and I don't think I even. I think I tagged him in it, but I don't, I don't even think I put him like as uh, I don't think I said it in the in the comments or uh-huh. in any description. I don't I don't know if I did or not. But either way, he just posted my posted my picture. So I was like, "What in the world?" And then he uh, he DM'd me and said, "Great work, thanks." And he's like, "Keep it up." And I was like, "Creed just he just." <laughs> 
Creed, Apollo Creed's son just wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, uh, I was, I was geeking out for that one. I thought that was pretty cool. And I didn't even ask him to, you know, and that's what's great is when you get these responses. Um, when they do that, then other people that are also art fans and uh, fans of art, um, they, they come in, they come and follow me, and, which is really cool because that just shows like how down to earth he is as well as um, what kind of audience he attracts. You know, these are actually yeah. artistic people, you know, and so it's really cool. I, I, I definitely appreciate that one. That's, that was a big one. That's pretty uh, badass. Then, I, if I remember correctly, yeah. too, when he posted that, or, okay, I mean, you, I think, you, you, obviously, you got excited about it, and so um, I, oh, think yeah. you, I think <laughs> you blasted it on social. I checked it out, and I'm like, oh, my God. And the timing of it was like, like Black Panther was the movie to Just watch. Out, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was the movie to watch. Everybody was talking about it. There's so many levels of why that movie made such a huge statement, right? And yes. and you were a part of that like that voice, and one of the dang yeah. actors actually like put you out there like that's that's incredible, man. Yeah, I I didn't uh, I didn't project that at all. Like uh, I think I had seen that movie. I think I was just like still on the high from the movie. I had seen it, and then I was like, man, that was such a cool character in the opening scene with him in it. He just looked so cool. Like I was like had that kind of like. Uh, that old school New York kind of R&B or not R&B like hip hop uh, back in the 90s you know kind of feel to it they had like the Spike Lee glasses and then he had the cool like denim and he had the tins on like I was like this, this guy's this is a cool different kind of villain you know yeah and so I drew it and so yeah that was definitely a really really cool That's um cool. just recently um it was actually on the anniversary of when Tupac uh passed alright um out of nowhere, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith actually uh, reposted the picture of what I drew. Like a couple of days prior, I drew I drew Tupac. Um, I did this uh, digital art. Uh, I just you know big, I'm a fan of Pac, and I did it and somehow, some way. I woke up the next day and I had like 600 new followers. I was like, what's what? <laughs> I didn't know why. I didn't know who. And then one person said, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith reposted your picture. And uh, sure enough, I went to her page and it was there. And not only that, um, I think uh, a couple of hip-hop um, like bloggers or something like that, uh, they they reposted that. said, like, uh, Jada Pinkett, um, former... Uh, I don't know, partner, I guess, with uh, Tupac, um, posted a very nice picture on uh, on Instagram. And so I was like, oh my goodness. This Dude, is, <laughs> yeah. This is, getting, this is getting beyond what I expected, you know. So, and, um, just to think that, you know, somebody that was close to Tupac um, actually, you know, saw credit or saw, you know, value in that picture, so... And I didn't even tag her. I definitely didn't tag her. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, so uh, it was really cool out of the blue for that one. That one. That one was really, really cool. And that was earlier this month, and I remember seeing it, you know, on my feed. That thing is beautiful. It, it's, it's like... Thank you. I don't know... I don't... I mean, I don't even know what, what kind of work goes behind um, creating an image like that. I'm looking at it right now, actually, RJ. I'm, I'm just kind of going back to it. 
Um, but it's a it's a beautiful piece of art. I mean, that thing, sh- shoot, that thing could be printed and be the entire size of someone's wall. In you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's a gorgeous I, piece of I, work, man. If I could, if I can do a mural, uh, that would definitely be one. Yeah, that I could. Oh shoot! You still there? Did I cut off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that thing was cool, and that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and again, we talk about reaffirming, you know, that 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 your work resonates with other people, and it, you hit those seasons where it doesn't feel good, or if you start to doubt yourself, um, it's yeah. nice when somebody outside of your circle identifies with your work. Um, that that's a that's a huge compliment and incredible statement um, that you've obviously made for somebody to be touched in that way. So that's dope. Yeah. Um, dang. So would you say that you know because it's it's been a short period of time, man. Was that a pretty big defining moment for you in your work? Um, it was mainly just to, to the fact of it let me know how far that, like we said before, is how far that reach goes. Hmm. Um, you don't you don't realize how. I mean the internet. It's a it's a powerful thing. Uh, it's definitely something that you have to use carefully and uh, use. In the, it's like a tool, you know. You don't you don't use you know you don't use power saws the wrong way, or you're going to cut off a finger. It's the same kind of thing with the internet. Like I try to teach my kids that um, it's a powerful tool, and you can use it uh, to do great things. Uh, but it's not. It, you definitely have to be careful with it. And also with the, with that also being said is, um, you have to, you have to be able to use, uh, use it wisely and be good stewards of it. Um, I, I don't think that it, it, it blew me up. It's not like a, it's not like I got, um, a motion picture deal or anything like that sure, uh, sure. with the, with the shout outs, but I, um, it just lets me know how far that reach goes and how, how I can use that. Um, and, they, that, and also that these people, um, they let me know uh, that these are also just people. You know, like we look at these celebrities and we're just like, wow, oh my goodness. Why would somebody so great like ever, you know, praise little on me? It's, it just lets me know like, hey, these people appreciate art just as much as we do. You yeah. know, and so yeah. these are people. Um, so it lets me know um it kind of cut, takes the edge off a little bit for for when you do meet uh, meet these people, um, whether they're celebrities or not, or people that you look up to or not. Um, it just it, it grounds you, so that way um, you're not you're not freaking out. You know, you're not you're not fangirling so bad, <laughs> um, which still happens. You know, I still I still meet um, I still like get butterflies when something like that happens. Um, but it does take the edge off a little bit. Um, so that way, when you do approach it, you can do it in a very professional way. You can, let's say Michael B. Jordan said, hey, can you do a poster for me or whatever? Um, I'll be able to check, talk casually without, uh, because I know that he's just a person. You know, he's a person too, and he's uh, down earth. So. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. <clears throat> um what what about in when when you look back at the, the the last handful of years is there something that resonates like or or just kind of stands out as like the big lesson 
that you've been absorbing over the, over the course of this experience? Is there that one thing that really stands out where you're like, yeah, I need to stay consistent with this thing? Or, or is there something that you can share that you've learned that is a big lesson to you right now? Um, I, would say, I would say mainly just for the, the fact that I guess like going, kind of going back to the old uh, calling and dream kind of thing, I know that, I know that a lot of people would be dying or killing, you know, like they would do anything to do an album cover for somebody else. I, I understand that. I definitely see that. Um, but that's not my goal. So I would say to, to somebody else, um, I would say whatever your goal is, like, uh, set up the foundations. Like these are, these are great avenues for me to, to use. And these are great relationships that I can use to, reach my goal. And so I would say that um, the things that have pushed me to um, to realize that like doing the album covers are just like, it's like the means to, to get me to that goal. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to use that as much as I could and do them well because um, once I start slacking or what, once I start not, you know, not caring as much, um, they'll start to notice and they'll just move on to the next thing. Um, so be in tune with it and still use it. Um, but I would say, you know, with my craft, especially with art, um, just keep at it. Like I, I think that's, that's the only thing I could think of. It's just the goals that you want to achieve, which is for me, like I said, author illustrator, I can't just be an author illustrator. You know, that's definitely, you think you have to make money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we, starving artists is actually a real thing. Um, if you let it be, uh, but if not, you can, you can change that. You can change that course, which, um, I know, I know now that I can actually use that. I can use that to, to meet those needs. That's dope. And I, <clears throat> and I take, I take very, um, I take away from that the biggest statement that you made is starving artist is very much a cliche and and is used um but mm-hmm. but it, and it can be the truth if you let it be. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. <clears throat> um the the overall like message from what I'm getting from you is that you you're not too big for the for the job of doing an album cover. You're doing them well, right? And and you know that other people uh, appreciate your work and want to hire you for that job. Um, and you'll ride that out for as long as you can and, and, and have the means to do so. <clears throat> and if I'm getting you right, like if you get these bigger gigs, um, you know, bigger projects, or if you want to call them that, um, you wouldn't be too good to go back to an album cover should someone reach out to you and say, hey, still loving your work from back in September 28. And it's like 20, you know, 32, you know what I'm saying? And, and they say, yeah. RJ, you mind doing that one cover for like the, I don't know, the, the, the hidden vault of Tupac's records. Can you do it for us? I mean, <laughs> you jump on it, right? Like, yeah. 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 I, def- I definitely would do it. I, I don't, I, I think that's the thing is to, um, don't be selfish with it. You know, like whatever your craft is or whatever you do, like don't be selfish with it. At, um, and don't be, such on a high horse. Yes, challenge yourself. Um, art is not competitive. Uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, there is a competitiveness about it, but it's not a competitive sport. It's not a full contact sport. Um, shout out the other artists that you like, the people that you go follow, 
comment on their stuff. Let them know that they're valued. They're, they're, um, if you need work, don't be so, um, so prideful that you would not reach out. Uh, there's a lot of artists that I, there's a lot, they do a lot of things that I can't do. And so it would be very prideful of me to assume that I only do big projects. Now I do, I am strategically, um, trying to not do, um, certain projects, um, because financially it doesn't make sense. You know, like, um, I don't do $10, you know, caricature portraits anymore. I did, um, which was very exhausting. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but, you know, just know where you fit in and then, um, and then try to, try to work, uh, work, try to keep on building off of that because, uh, if that's what you're trying to do, then you are going to do it. But don't just, uh, don't be so selfish or prideful that you're going to not go back to, to what brought you there in the first place. But definitely any of my guys that I work with, uh, in the, in the music, they know for a fact that even if I was, if I am a gallery or if I was working with, you know, high class artists, they know that they can reach out to me and I'll definitely do it. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, you dropped a lot of gems, RJ. I, I actually, <laughs> <laughs> you talked about like, you, I'm not, no, nah, well, no, no, no. Well, let me tell you about how I approached this. I was thinking we're going to talk so much about, um, the, like his artwork, which we did, you know, we were to talk about so much yeah. about his artwork, his story about how he like, you know, gains, g- gain momentum, which we talked about, but mm-hmm. it's the, it's all the in-between stuff. These, um, these little messages and, and and dog, your analogy game is on point, bro. <laughs> your analogy game with the sculpture. No, and... it, 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 it minimizes it down for me to understand it myself. Hey, and that speaks it's to like a larger crowd. For, uh, it's like picture instructions for, for men. Uh, we, we need those pictures. We can't just, <laughs> we, need, we can't just read them. That was, you know, no, man, that's, that's, that's exactly what an artist does, though, right? Is translate a message for other people to, to, to see and read. So that's cool. And you talked about not being a public speaker. Like, you, you, got, you got gems, man. You got gems. <clears throat> it's, it's setting it up for me to have another interview uh, uh, there. with you. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I yeah. would do it. I, without a doubt. We got we to gotta reconnect for sure um, on this platform. But um, I know Absolutely. for sure I will not lose contact with you through the years. This is going to be an awesome journey to, to to witness from you know from all the way out here in Cali. Hey, and you got to hit me up if you come out here, man. Take the wifey, and I would love to kind of like show yeah. you how much of an o- Oceanside um, facelift has received. They received such a yeah. facelift in Oceanside, man. You're gonna like it. Oh, I already, I already know. Actually, I've been hearing it all, and I'm itching to to take her. It's, yeah. She'll like she'll like it too. Hopefully, the food you know li- lives up to some of that southern charm that she likes. Oh no, she's she's a foodie for sure. All she, right, cool. uh, she, yeah, she'll definitely dig it. Hey, uh, okay, you know what? That kind of like leads me into the, the, the fun segment of, of what I plan for us. Now, I didn't send you these questions in advance or anything, um, but I have some like like lightning round questions. I just want you to fire okay. away with the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. Okay, sure. cool. So, favorite chocolate bar? The Twix. 
Oh, tw- you got two bars in that one. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, okay, we talked about Disney. Favorite Disney movie. Boom. Aladdin. Why? I don't know. I, I like the music. Okay. Um, I thought the art was really cool, and he was like the kind of like, he was, he was awesome. Like he was like a thief, and then he became a prince, and I don't know. All right. I, I, I liked it all. Rags to riches, and then finding his true self. Hey, you know, maybe there's something in there. Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> Spoken like a true artist. <laughs> all right, complete the sentence. The best topping on a pizza is... I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a purist, so I'm pepperoni. I, I just, you going with I the can't classic. go wrong with a pepperoni. I want to turn down a pepperoni yeah. pizza. <laughs> All right, um, lucky number? Three. Okay. Three is the magic number. Why? In all cases. In all cases? <laughs> yeah. There's, whenever you have three, it, it's just, it's a supporting factor. If you think about a triangle, if you think about a tricycle, it just gives it that extra support. Um, there's a trinity of God, the Godhead, is, you know, that, that's there. Um, they have songs about three. Dang. <laughs> all right. That was a really one. Though. Cool, but cool, I, cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Oh, uh, come on. Uh, you know, you know, I'm like a, I'm a cinephile. Like, I know that this... <sighs> This is a tough one for you. <laughs> can, can I say, I'll say Book of Eli. Okay, uh, Book of Eli. I've never seen yeah, it. I've never I like, seen it. I like Denzel. Denzel's, yeah. uh, he's, he's the beast. So. Cool. All right, okay, so one last thing. Uh, and thank you for the lightning round. That was pretty fun. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm sweating. I, I didn't sweat the whole time when I got that one. That one was... Hey, you <laughs> know what? Um, what about like okay? When you bring the family out here to to California, what would be the first thing that you eat with them? I would actually have to find a good Filipino place, not oh. not, not uh, Jollibee. Okay. Uh, we we had a bad experience with Jollibee. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but. But I would try to find like a cool, like a cool place uh, to eat. Either that or uh, a food truck. Uh, I'm a, I like food trucks. I like the whole concept, and uh, um, yeah, that's uh, cool. I can I can appreciate a good uh, carne asada or something like that. Dang, there you um, go. Yeah, so I guess Mexican or uh, Filipino food. You know, Southern California does food right in general but i don't think anybody does mexican food quite the same way as san diego does see and that's why yeah if you give me if you give me a taco uh or like a burrito like a really good burrito i don't know i might move there (laughs) (laughs) oh all right you're gonna have to give me advance notice i'll start uh, i'll start pulling the best of the best (laughs) for sure that that shows how 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 much of a fatty i am i have to eat I'm to eat. Man. All right. So uh, the last question is not going to be asked by me. It's going to be asked by you. All right? Okay. You, okay. You, you were able to share some really, really cool stuff today, RJ. So I want you to ask the audience the question of the day. What would you ask them? And it could be about anything, man. Just like what, what is your question to the audience? And let's, let's invite the audience to come and reach out to us via DMs or in comments on Instagram. Oh man, that's a that's a very 
big question. What inspires you? Like, I kind of want to know, like, what are the things that, like, inspire you to do the things that you do? Uh, Mm Because everybody, you know, we get get kind of caught up in our day-to-day routines. You know, wake up, go to work, come back, eat. Somewhere in there you eat, and then uh, you kind of do some sort of extracurricular activity, and then you go to bed. And you wake up the next day and do it again. So what is the thing that drives you? And um, I guess that's kind of a big question. That is a so big question, but... Inspire, what are the inspirational things? Uh, people use music in uh, art. Uh, if you do art, what kind of art inspires you? I dig um, it. I guess that's that. That would be my question. I dig it. I'm going to put it on my Instagram stories when this when this episode airs for sure. That'll be the question. I'll, t- I'll tag you in every single one of them for for, for real. Yeah, I want, I want to know. I, I actually I, I I will read them. So there we go. Uh, if you if you want your name to uh, be seen, please let me know. I, I'd love to know what inspires people and what what drives them. I dig it. You know, um, Anchor, which is where I kind of house this this uh, podcast. Anchor has this really cool feature for people who are on Anchor. You can actually voice that an- the answer to your yeah, question. Yeah, you put a voicemail on there. Boom! What's a yeah. voicemail these days? You know, simple voicemail. Yeah. There All right, RJ. Thank you for dropping the mic with me, man. This was dope. This was dope. Yeah, man. I I this was uh, not that I had any expectations, but it was better than. And I expect it. I appreciate that. And thank you. Thank you for your time, bro. I know that, you know, being a family man myself, I know that you do have to carve out that time. Um, <laughs> you are very intentional about yours, and I respect that very much. And I'm super grateful that you spent an hour and 30 with me <laughs> today. I think oh, hey, for, hey, this lets me know that I can do this again. So definitely, uh, anytime, man. Seriously, anytime. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. Let's Just do let it. Let me know ahead of time so I can cover that. Yeah, for sure, man. We, let's do it. Looking forward to it already. Awesome, man. It's great talking to you, dude. All right. Likewise, man. You have a good night. Get some rest, and uh, I'll catch you on the next conversation, brother. Absolutely, man. Have a good night. Peace. All right. Bye. And bam. Let's give it up to RJ for sharing so much advice for artists of all disciplines. I love that he was able to give us some insight on how to approach projects with the client's vision in mind. And then being a dad and husband and working a full-time day job, his approach to time management was a valuable piece of content for me, among other dimes that he left for us to absorb. One of the big takeaways for me that I got from our talk was that RJ's love for his family, his passion for his art, and his faith is what influences his actions to create success. I think we can all definitely learn something from his message. So you could reach out to RJ on Instagram at RJV underscore collectives. That's at RJV underscore collectives. And be sure to answer his questions. DM him, DM me, and let's start a conversation. I'll toss it up on my stories. I'll ask a question and then you guys answer. I'll tag him and we can create some cadence of convo on Instagram and keep this conversation going. Again, that's at RJV underscore collectives. And you can also hit me up at underscore Eddie Mac. That said, I wish you all a productive, passionate, and meaningful day. Thanks for listening. Let's go.